0: So your explanation is that the island disappeared? Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Oh, oh. hello my best boys and girls. So first of all, yes. I know I haven't posted in a while and that is just because I've been very busy. I was visiting family last week, but I promise I'll make it up to you. Because this is post credits podcast's very first double feature. That's right. Today I will be posting not one, but two great episodes. So after you're done with this one, go ahead and watch the second one. It should probably be up unless you're like really, really on top of things and you just want to watch episodes instantly. In that case, you only need to wait for. Jeez, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I take a shower after this. Three hours tops, and I don't even think it'll take that long. I just want to be, make a safe test, you know? So, anyways, this first episode is going to be on what makes a film a memorable film. I'll be talking about a few components that make it memorable. So yeah, let's get right to it. The first one should go without saying. It's it's a good film. I mean, that, that, that's just how it is. You remember good films, and... The other ones, eh, you kind of forget about. I mean, we see... I feel like we, in general, people, see a lot of movies. Like, every year we see a lot of movies. Whether that's re-watching them or seeing them for the first time. But I feel like only a few of them stick out to us. Like, really stick out. Not just like, oh yeah, I remember I saw this. Like, I think I remember seeing this. No, no, no. They actually stick out like... You distinctly remember the plot. You remember the characters. Maybe you forget a scene or two. That's fine. But, like, if a film is really good, you remember it. I mean, that really should just go without saying. Like, I remember the movie Unknown. Um, Unknown is a film with Liam Neeson. Um, Basically, he wakes up, or he gets into a car accident, and no one seems to remember who he is. It's really great, and it is a really... It's just an overall really solid film. I mean, Liam Neeson he always plays the action star, so of course there's going to be some action in it. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> that that that's the first one. It's it it's just a good film. Another way you'd remember it is if it's an important film to a specific franchise. Like, thank goodness Endgame was released before the whole 2020 Twilight Zone pandemic thing took over, but. If you were in theaters, especially on opening night, I'm sure you would remember seeing it. Like, if it's an important film to a franchise that you're really invested in, you would remember it. Like, I don't really—I did see the, all of the Divergent movies and the Maze Runner series, but they just kind of it's just kind of blended together because it's—it's teenage dystopia. That was a huge genre in early 2010. And it like carried on a little bit, but yeah, they kind of just bored together. Like, I wasn't particularly like too emotionally invested in them. Like, oh no, I gotta know what happens. What, what happens next? I, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, I, I saw it, I well finish it. But I mean, if it's like, if you're super invested in them, you're probably gonna remember most of the stuff that happened. So yeah, franchise definitely helps you remember it because like, you can't just see. Uh, let's say there's five movies in a franchise you can't just see one two not see three and then four and then see four and five like that that, it just doesn't work like that i mean yeah you might you might say like okay there i think there's four movies and then just add in you think like some things from movie three happened in movie two or like movie four was really just kind of a longer version of movie five or something like that 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 that's different but you still remember the components of it like if the movie is a franchise you you would remember it better especially if it's important like everyone remembers star wars episode five uh empire strikes back because that is when darth vader dropped the biggest bombshell in movie history no i am your father just straight up, everyone remembers that. Even if you're not a Star Wars fan, I guarantee you people have heard that line before. So yeah, if it's an important franchise, or if it's an important episode or movie episode, you know, Star Wars episodes, with me, you know what I'm talking about, in a franchise, that's why you would remember it. So, so far, I've been talking about pretty obvious stuff. Uh, yeah, post credits, of course. Of course. I'm gonna am I'm gonna remember it if it if uh, it's a good movie and of course I'm gonna remember it if it's a franchise. Now I'm getting into a little bit more different. I'd say the context surrounding it is super important. Now this context can be taken a different ways, so I'm probably just gonna divide this up in little segments. But yeah, the context surrounding it is super important. What I mean by that is like who you saw it with. Like I will always remember the movie that I saw with Michaela for the first time on our very first date. Um and you know what? I don't have to share it with you guys. I mean, yeah, it was a good movie, but I mean like it, it's a movie, you know, like it's not my like top ten or top five. But yeah, it's a movie. But I will always remember it because I saw it with her for the first time. Similarly, I will always remember how I saw Captain America: The First Avenger. Um, that was, mm, that was one of my first movies, at Avengers movies I saw in theater. And like, yeah, um, I saw it with my dad and my grandpa. And um, yeah, it was really great because my, because even to this day, well. Minus the circumstances that recently happened with the virus and stuff. But to this day, I still my dad still enjoys taking me and my grandpa to the theater. So it has a different meaning now to me. Uh, same with Finding Nemo because, all right. So most of you guys, I've checked the demographics for my show. Most of you guys are around my age. Um, but I'm just going to speak to the younger audience real quick. So, you guys can still listen, don't worry. So, when I was a kid, we went to my grandma's house, and she lived three hours away. And guess what? We didn't have phones. <gasps> I mean, we had phones, yeah. But they were flip phones and slide phones. And they the only game they really had was Uno. I think maybe they have, like, Minesweeper or something on it. But they only had Uno, the demo version of Uno at that. So, Yeah. I just couldn't plug in my phone, listen to music, or watch a movie, or a TV show, or go on Netflix. (laughs) Back then, Netflix still came in DVD subscriptions, so that wouldn't work anyways. And just zone out for the rest of the three hours. However, my parents did get these portable DVD players. They were big, they were bulky compared to nowadays, and I had a bunch of wires that we just kind of shoved on top. (laughs) But hey, they got the job done. They lasted a while. Um, sometimes it was a bit of a hassle to control with the remote, but yeah. Anyways, I'm going on a rant again. Um, my sister, whenever we'd go to my grandma's house, she would always choose Finding Nemo. Like, always. Um, I would have more of a variety. I would just kind of choose what I thought I what I was feeling like the day um I think I chose some animated ones I chose X-Men first class great movie um I once had this like hour-long debate where I laid out like five movies in front of my in front of me I remember WALL-E was one of them and so was Narnia Prince Cat. not what which one was Narnia one of the Narnia series, I can't, it wasn't Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe, I know that, um, yeah, I just laid them all out, I had this huge debate, like, oh, which one do I want, I think I chose either Narnia or *Wally*. that's probably what I ended up narrowing it down to, but yeah, my sister would always choose Finding Nemo, so I would always remember it, not because I've seen it multiple times, but because I would always associate it with Fresno, um, if you're still having trouble with this concept, it is the same way with songs and uh, music. Like I have a whole playlist on my phone on Spotify dedicated to memories, you know, songs that have specific memories. Uh, Like there's a song in the eighties or from the eighties. I think it starts out with vamos a la playa. But I always think of Los Angeles and the city of Los Angeles. Um, specifically because when I was a freshman in high school, my high school group went on a missions trip to Los Angeles. And for some reason, we always played that song. So I would always remember it based on that song. And I'm sure you guys have had it. Heck, Kenny Chesney, country singer, even sings a song called I Go Back. And it's about songs that have specific memories for him. So I am firmly believe that movies do that too. Like, uh, yeah. So yeah, if it has... If, it brings you back or evokes specific memories. That's another thing that makes it feel memorable. Another one is how you remember, is how you saw it. Not necessarily who you saw it with. That was was mainly the focus of the other one, but how, or the context around it, but this is specifically how you saw it. Like, I remember when I saw Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Um, that was my first time at Studio Movie Grill. And I mentioned in one of my other podcasts about um, movie theaters and why they're awesome. And uh, I remember I beep, pressed a button and a waiter would come. And you now uh, we'd have a small conversation. Nothing too intrusive. Like, it's, <laughs> it's Star Wars. I, I can order some food without you know missing a huge major plot point now if this was godfather or something yeah that that's a bit different godfather by the way really good film highly recommend it top three movies for me definitely um so yeah how you saw it is also very important like i don't think i saw this before maybe i have but taken um it's another Liam Neeson movie it's I might talk a little bit about this in another episode. Maybe again, maybe still debating it. Um, it might just end up being another plethora because there was something notable about that movie, but you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm not going to go on a rant this time. Maybe next time though, but how you saw taken. Um, so I will, so I was an RA resident advisor for my, for la- the last year I was in college. Um, Basically what that means is you kind of walk alongside students and, you know, help them. I do go, I am a Christian. I do go to a Christian college, so I would always, um, one thing we did was Trashy Tuesdays where we took their trash out and I would always ask if I could pray for them. Uh, it worked for most of them. Some of them just (laughs) didn't answer the door or didn't want anything to do with me and that's fine. Um, yeah, I was an RA for them. My, uh, my, um my last year, but I lived alone. It was just unfortunate circumstances that happened to make me live alone. Um, My roommates that were all going to room with me just all kind of just left after they realized it was online. Um, I was supposed to get someone for the fall, but they said they moved, but then I saw him later in the same living area. We probably just don't want to live with them right? I can't really blame him. Um, then this other guy got, like, everyone has his work got COVID before he was going to join, before he was going to show up, so there was that, and I guess he just decided to stay, or he got it, and it was really bad. Anyways, yeah, I lived alone, but I was, I got super close with the RA group, the people who I worked with, and we had one final little thing at one of our friends' house. Uh, this person, she always hosted the parties, or the hangouts and so we all just kind of gathered on her huge couch she had a big couch and we all watched taken together and that's how and that's that was stamped in my brain um so yeah the the how was very important and, and the atmosphere and the people you saw it in the situations around it because that was the last one uh we had um like if we watched the movie in the middle of the year it might i might remember it but I might just kind of, oop, just forget about it, because it's just, you know, generic. Um, Also, another thing is, I mentioned this in my theater one, but the theater is very important. Like, I was there opening night on Endgame. Partially because I didn't want any spoilers, because spoilers are my biggest pet peeve. Just ask anyone who knows me. Um, I cannot stand spoilers. So, we were there opening night, bunch of marvel fan fanatics were there too um smuggled food in the theater obviously as one is (laughs) expected to do and uh yeah we just watched it we the whole group we cried as a group we laughed as a group we cheered and at the very end when he said on your left and everyone showed up we all cheered as a group it was great yeah um so yeah, that, that's another thing on why movie, on how, um, on why, what makes the film memorable is how you saw it in the context surrounding it. Now, I know I've talked about this, but I just want to emphasize how amazing it was. The main experience of how I, of, of how I saw it is this movie. It's called, um, it's X-Men Dark Phoenix, now, the X Men franchise has had some issues. I'm not going to go too deep into it. But, um, the first two are really good. The third one, Brett Ratner directed, and it was terrible. Then they went into the prequel, X Men First Class, which was good. Um, X Men Apocalypse, pretty good. Uh, Days of Future Past, Time Travel, I'm there for it. Um, but yeah, I feel like the X Men franchise was honestly just kind of rushed. Um, Not as good as it could have been. Dark Phoenix, I... (laughs) Yeah, I barely remember it. I remember there was something about a car. Um, Charles met up with uh, Eric, aka Magneto, in a junkyard. And, yeah. That's really just... Yeah, kind of all I remember. But, I remember seeing it. Because otherwise, I'd probably be like, "Eh, I don't remember it at all," but I remember seeing it because I saw it in 4DX. Now, I saw this again before the Twilight Zone broke out. I feel like, I feel like that kind of set back a little bit of movie theaters in the development of 4DX. I don't know, I don't know if my hometown the, this wasn't in my hometown. I this was in uh, Fresno, but which, by the way, Fresno. Um, you guys are the number one <laughs> listeners of my podcast. Um, I have demographics, and because the United States, California is number one. It used to be Washington Oregon, which was kind of weird considering I've only been to Oregon once. and Or Washington Ohio. No, yeah. Considering I've only been to Washington once before I started this podcast in Ohio, I've never even been to. But you know what, guys? I really appreciate all of your support. It really means a lot to me that people... <laughs> I don't even know are are listening to me and I am yeah I really think that's pretty cool but yeah um yeah it goes California Fresno's number one my hometown isn't even number one so I find that interesting anyways um yeah this was in Fresno it wasn't even in my hometown um and 4DX I talked a little bit about this again in my movie theater podcast episode but I just need to emphasize how cool 4DX is. You you guys know what 3D is, at least I hope so. Like, you know, you put on the glasses, whoa, it looks like it's coming towards me. Like I could touch it. Really cool with Polar Express, that one scene where the train stops, but like, whoa, I could touch it. So real. 4DX is the next step in that. And no, I know what you might be thinking. Uh, Back when I was in elementary school, again, early 2010, may have been mid 2010s kind of era, they had, they implemented smell. I never saw it because it was, I think it was only like a test for little kids stuff. Like, you know, you scratch it and apparently it was like a scratch and sniff. Like, Um, a number would probably non intrusively flash on screen because I don't think you guys want to see a giant number seven appear on screen when you're, like, trying to watch a movie. Like, ah, the villain is revealed. Seven! That'd be lame. Um, but yeah. Uh, you would scratch it and then you'd smell it. Um, it it was kind of a bust, I think, because no other theaters did it. It was, it was a noble effort, you know, you're trying to bring in smell another, trying to bring in another aspect to it. Um, but yeah, uh, (laughs) It didn't work out. Cause, well, first of all, I'm not sure exactly what other movies would have. I'm just thinking of one with, called Extraction. It's a, it, it's basically a war. Not really war. It's like, it's an action movie. Like, oh, what would the smells be? Burning car, burning rubber, gunfire, smoke, <laughs> water. There's water in the scene. So yeah, um, 4DX basically brings you inside the world of the movie. Like, it's not just one element is isolated. You're literally, like, brought inside the world of the movie. Um, I can best compare it to the Muppets experience in Disney, or any of the Disney shows, really. Uh, Because, you know, if you've ever been to one, you would know that, like, sometimes they squirt water at you if, like, everyone's getting wet, if, like, the characters on screen are getting wet. Um, I watched uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, uh, Rick Moranis. And uh they're like, the mics are ready straight into the audience. And I heard it was pretty bad because my mom was wearing a short that day and she's like, ah, the feet are so cold. But like I was wearing pants and it really just felt like my cat was batting at my pant leg. So it really depends on what you what you saw, like what experience you saw. But like 4DX brings you inside, like um, this is pretty universal. You know, the roller coaster the uh you know the roller coaster out goes um you know like through the popcorn and stuff it actually moved with it so you were like literally shaking with the camera but that's not all but wait there's more um you shook with the camera like the camera was on a car ride you were kind of shaking with it you know uh hope your tire doesn't blow out then be really shaky not the hard way but yeah it was really shaky um it did really smell it really smells didn't it yeah. yeah it did um i think even they had the temperature get colder if they were in a cold place there was water i didn't see godzilla versus kong but someone i know didn't they water was just squirting all over the place so it was water it was really immersive so i feel like that is also memorable like that's how i remember so i saw dark phoenix not because it was a particularly good movie kind of rushed but or it was because of a franchise, but how I saw it. Now it's time for the rapid fire round. Round, round. This is where I just list off a bunch of other reasons a movie might be memorable. And none of them are really that long. So I'm just, just going to put them all into this segment. And the rapid fire round. Round. Okay, another reason is if it's bad. Like, really, really bad. Like, I mentioned, like, my last episode was about horrible sci-fi movies, like movies on the sci-fi channel. I remember them because they're just really bad. And, like, Sharknado is notorious for being bad. And same with the Star Wars Holiday Special. Those are all horrible movies, but you remember them because they're that bad. Again, if a movie's just, you know, generic, bland, boring, just a whatever movie, yeah. Um, you'd forget that. But these are, like, historically bad movies. And that's why you remember them. Another reason you might remember that a movie is because if, a, if an actor you like is in it, like, it could be, like, a really small movie like, a really small role, but you're like, hey, I remember, because I remember that John Adams, that'd be weird, the the former president of the Superm. Um, hey, I remember that uh, Chris Hill. Chris Hill was in that movie, yeah. He made a really small cameo, but it was really good, too. Another one is if it's a unique movie. I feel like, at least in this time, unique movies are kind of hard to come by like for instance it's just like 80s remake slash reboot movie with the same actor playing the same role uh disney live act the newest disney live action one comic book movies and i'm not dissing on any of those it's just the genre that is that is prevalent nowadays um slash genres i guess um, I am getting a little bit sick of the reboots, uh, specifically old movies that get, get sequels. I'm getting a little bit sick of those, but, like, comic book movies I have no problem with. Disney live action, mixed feelings, might do a podcast later. Felt cute, might delete later. Um, but yeah, um, that, that's just the genre nowadays. Like, for instance, the 80s seemed all about sci-fi, you know, you got Star Wars and Back to the Future, um yeah uh early 2010 that's teenage dystopia 100 percent uh again it got kind of tiring at the end but yeah that's just happens to be the genre so unique movies they oh ah, stand out like yesterday i did a podcast episode and yeah, that was my first one of my first episodes um it i liked it because it was a good unique idea that's not like pfft, dug into the ground so much so, but yeah those are some really quick reasons why someone might think a movie is memorable. And that was for sure. Wrap it up. So I have a bonus sentence to you guys. First, drink water. I haven't promoted water yet. So drink water. Um. Second, uh, what did we learn today? Well, we learned that a film can be memorable, well, for a number of reasons. Um, Of course, if it's a good film or part of a good franchise, of course you're going to remember it. That's just... That's... <laughs> That's, like, basic knowledge. That's common knowledge. Um, another way you might remember it is how you saw it. Like, who you saw it with and the context around it. Like, if you always watched it with your family at a certain time, or I know a lot of families have that tradition where they can only watch uh, a Christmas film at a certain time. Like, I, the only time we could watch the movie A Christmas Story is on Christmas Eve. And that's why it's one of my favorite Christmas... That is my number one favorite Christmas movie. And yes, I like all the other movies. I like the other movies too. Like Elf. Everyone likes Elf. Um, Crit, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is pretty good too. I've seen that a few times. Um, Die Hard. Christmas movie. Obviously, it's a Christmas movie. Love the, I love that movie. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I don't think Iron Man Three is one. It has to play a significant enough role in the movie. Although the Babylon Bee did mention Iron Man Three is in a is a Christmas. But anyways, I'm getting that this is not about Christmas movies. This is about memorable films. And of course, I like you know all the TV spots. Like Charlie Brown's Christmas is a classic. Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer. Um, family didn't really watch Frosty that much. Um. Also, of course, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. There's, like, three different ones now. I really like the animated one, the original one with Boris Karloff. What, what am I talking about? I'm not talking about Christmas movies. I'm talking about memorable films. Right, yeah, context. So how the context, the context is also important. Like, who you saw it with, how you saw it, like, the theater or the building you saw it in. Like, I would imagine... If the first time you saw, I don't know, I'll just throw it around, uh, Aladdin, there, Ram Disney movie. Um, If the first time you saw Aladdin was in like a gorgeous concert hall with like these bright lights and amazing surround sound, this huge theater with all your friends, and it was just a gorgeous theater that really brought you into the world, you'd remember it more than if you saw it on your family's TV. Um, of course, the scenario I was thinking of, I, I really don't know when that would happen. Like, I don't think this concert hall is going to be, yes, I say we show Aladdin. No, I mean, Aladdin's a great movie, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't not want that to happen, but I don't think they're going to say, oh, yes, let's show Aladdin next in our gorgeous concert hall. Yeah, no. Anyways, um... A few other ones is it is if it's a historically notoriously bad movie. If, like, an actor you like is in it. Even if it's just for a little bit. And a unique idea. Now, unique ideas can vary. Like, who knows? Maybe, I don't know how long it takes for turns to change. Like, uh, superhero movies, I think, are here to stay. Um, we're kind of in a rut, I feel like, right now. Because, like, 80s sci-fi, they can go off on that one all they want. Um, this one's just kind of, they're just kind of rehashing other movies, so I'll be generous and I'll say, eh, ten. Yeah, ten years into the future. Uh, the norm can be stuff like yesterday, like, it's just a bunch of unique ideas and, you know, they're all trying to vie for the one spot, then they have to be really good to stand out. Um, so yeah, that is, uh, that's one of the things that can make it feel memorable. So yeah, um, thanks for listening I'll see you next week. Wait a minute. I'm not going to see you next week. I, I mean, I will. But I'm not going to just see you next week. Why? Because after this, I'm going to take a shower. But that's not the main reason why. The main reason why is because this is post-credits very first double feature. Meaning after this, you get another episode absolutely free with your order. Call now at one 800 no, that that that's not right. Darn it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm trying to audition for this commercial gig. Um, I'm really trying to work on it, but I don't want people to think I'm imitating Billy Mays. That that's just embarrassing. And like, I want to be my own person. Billy Mays is irreplaceable. I I can't replace the great Billy Mays. Um, so I feel like I just got to be my own person. And I, why am I talking about commercials? This is horrible. <laughs> Like I said, in the description, I changed it so I say I go off on tangents a lot, which I do. I don't know if you guys have known, when I was talking about politics and movies, somehow I started talking about peanuts. How does that happen? So anyways, that is, yeah, before I go off on another irrelevant, horrible tangent, I will see you in a little bit. Or, you know, you could be weird and wait until next week, I mean. You can wait until next week to listen to it. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but I'm going to record another episode for you guys. All right. Thanks. Um, Follow me on Instagram for at post underscore credits underscore podcast. Um, I wrote on my Instagram story an apology that I wasn't there and I mentioned this double feature. So follow me. You follow me on Instagram. You won't be surprised. I mean, this is a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Um, But yeah, I will see you in a bit. And roll credit.